he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I liked women! Women, 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 women! <laughs> you wanna battle these? You better have endurance. Before you crash, man, get that general insurance. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if- Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? Perez squares. He bunks it back toward the mound. Picked by the first baseman. Double clutch. Throw gets away from Devers. Here comes Geyer with a winning run. Tribe wins it on a walk-off bunt and throwing error. I got some mighty dog food, some kind of s***. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my God! Look at what you did to him. And you know this is her. This is her. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids. I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. I think this was another step in the process for Deshaun. I think um, he's trending in the right direction uh, with our offensive football team. So I thought, hey, let's let's give him a chance to go play. And welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for WRQK.com. And you can be heard the world round via iHeartRadio. Speaking of which, we'll send you out to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll do that twice this morning. Once at 8 and another at 9. We'll give you a keyword, you text it in, and you win a trip for two out to Las Vegas. And since you did not win the 755 or whatever, $758 million Powerball lottery, I believe it was, you might as well win yourself a trip out to Las Vegas. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? It's a good silver medal, that trip to Vegas. It is. I, uh, it I, wish, is I, wish, I wish I was winning it. Um, honestly, dude, feeling good, man. It's a Friday, um, an unorthodox week for the Stansberry show here, yeah. as we uh, we only work three days this week. And man, oh man, dude, isn't that how Howard does it Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Isn't that his routine or his schedule? Yeah, I think he has done that now. <sighs> I, uh, I See, I don't like it. I, I mean, if I'm going to work three, I, ha- I actually, I woke up this morning and I hated what we did this week. I would have preferred, if I'm, if I'm going to work three days a week, keep them in a row. Don't spit them up on me. Like, have you, like having yesterday off and then like, oh, my God, yeah, it's pretty much the weekend. Oh, no, I got to wake up tomorrow and do it. I would have rather have just been off three days in a row. No, we didn't do that because we both had things to do this week. Speaking of which, I was Lady Gaga. Dude, it was phenomenal. And I'm like, not surprised. She's amazing. And when I say phenomenal, I mean, I think it's a safe, it's a conservative estimate that I've probably been to 250 concerts in my life. I was kind of thinking about it. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to say 500. That's probably a bit much, but it's... I would w- take the over on 250 on you, though. Yeah, I mean, I was going to yeah. say, it's well it's well into the hundreds. I've been to hundreds and hundreds of shows, and I feel like this was a top 10 concert for me. It I believe was, that. It was, it, I mean, truthfully, um, she sang by herself. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a backing track. There was people, you know, there was a backing sure. track with the chorus or whatever, um, but she she sang by herself, sounded phenomenal, danced her ass off the entire time. The production value of this show was second to none, dude. I mean, moving stages, there was like 
screens were turning into bridges. There was four different stages. She had the piano going. She played three different instruments, five-piece live band, live DJ. It, I mean, it was everything you could have wanted in a concert and more, dude. It was it was just she I, is a, She's a legitimate performer. Yeah, I mean, she was a rock star, dude. Like, there was no other way to call it. And, uh, like, a legitimate artist. Like, people don't know her history. Like, dude, she was writing and producing songs for artists for years before she broke. Yeah, she went to Juilliard. Yeah, I mean, I mean she's, like, the real deal. Now, I uh, I saw a lot of behind-the-scenes access, like, because a, a girl that I'm friends with is really good friends with Lady Gaga's makeup artist. So, like, when that whole thing rolled into town, like, I knew I was like, well, if you pay attention to her social media, you'll see a bunch of, like, videos and a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff that most people probably wouldn't see, and I was right. And so, like, I saw a little bit of the concert via her page, too, and I was like, wow, man, that looked amazing. I mean, just blown away. I I think I've, you know, I've been to rock shows, I've been to rap shows, I've been to pop shows, I've been to... To put it in perspective, as you're calling it a top ten show, and I know I'm putting you kind of on the spot, but give me like another three shows that you would put in there so people could walk away from it and go, oh, okay, well, compared to that... Primus in Detroit was definitely one of them. Kanye West was definitely one yeah, of that's them. A good Metallica pick. was definitely one yeah, of them. Yeah, that's a good pick, too. But, I mean, those, okay. I, you know, those, those are, are all three fair. Great, phenomenal exactly, live shows. It's exactly what I was looking for. And um, this was up there, dude. I don't know if I'm going to say it was the best ever because that's kind of a, a strange goal for me. Yeah. But, like, it was, it, was, it was special. And, like, my girlfriend at the end of it, she was like, did you have fun? And I'm like, babe... Worth every penny, like worth the concert tickets, worth the worth the hotel, worth all of it, dude. Like roundabout, what did that night cost you? Um, tickets were 150 per. We got a hotel room. We stayed at the Radisson right across from the queue, which was awesome because literally walked Just out walk, the door right? and there we were. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I would so say in, so. You're into the tickets for 300. 300 parking's ho- another. Oh, you know, you didn't park at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. you just parked so, at the hotel. Uh, 500, 600 for the night. Yeah, I mean, when it was all said and done, I know it sounds like crazy but it's probably not i mean if you take the hotel out of it right and i mean concert tickets are what they are and like like i said i mean it was money well spent we, we bought the tickets i mean god it was you know six months ago okay. at this well point. more importantly how was margaritaville the restaurant <laughs> margaritaville honestly was really good i will say of anything that was a little overpriced that night i would say it was margaritaville i mean like the food i had was good and like the drinks were good but it was just a point i was like it's a did, tourist trap I was like how did we spend 80 dollars here yeah. like what did, what did we do here it's a tourist trap i would assume i mean i've been to one i haven't been to i haven't been to cleveland's but I, but i have been to a margaritaville and all those like you know kind of things it's kind of like the hard rock right. cafe where it's like it's good but you know what i mean you always walk out of there going, okay, I paid for this because of what it is. Right. Without all the goofy stuff on the walls. You know what I mean? It just right. would have been a cheeseburger and like, you know, and, and a chicken entree. Um, now, is it constantly, I, I don't remember, was it just constantly Jimmy Buffett in there? Um, not constantly. I feel like over the hour we were there, we probably heard three or four Jimmy songs. So it wasn't just okay. like, all right, it's not that no, worst. it wasn't like nonstop, you know, Margaritaville. Because that can be kind of annoying. Jimmy um, Buffett. Oh, <laughs> 100% <laughs> yeah, I mean, be, can... be a lot annoying. Uh, before we get off Lady Gaga, I want to give her one more little tip of the hat here. And it goes to, I guess, her, what do I want to say? Her ability to kind of bite her tongue and just go on and be a performer at no point. No politics. There was zero politics. Oh, there God, was, loved Lady Gaga. There man. was never an F Trump. There was It was never brought up. The only thing that she said that was kind of like somewhat political is right before a song, she was like, you know, times have been crazy recently, and I know a lot of you guys have been stressed out about stuff. Which you could say that every year in the history right. of the world. And she, so. was, and she was just like, you know, the answer is more love, and we've all got to get together, and here's 
bad romance, and it was just boom, like went into it. So See, like it, it wasn't smart. it wasn't anything that I expected it to be. That's there. smart. She is she's smart because she realizes, dude, so much of her core audience isn't old enough for the political world yet. Like a lot of those girls that were at that show, I'm assuming, are very young. And aren't ready for all that yet, and don't, and aren't looking to her for that. And honestly, you pay 150 bucks. I want to hear more songs, less you preaching to me. And she, I think she makes her her politics and her opinions very clear. And I mean, you don't necessarily need to like keep going back to it. We didn't come here for that. We came right. here to see you perform. And dude, she delivered in in a huge way. It was incredibly impressive. I gotta admit, like when I went and saw Green Day the other night, like I knew because you just know who Billy Joe is. And right. so I was like, oh god. And the moment he was like, f Trump, I was like. Dude, don't do this all night. Please don't do this all night. And they didn't, like, he kind of, like, did it for, like, that one moment, kind of wrapped it up, put it away. But it's just, like, you got to be careful with that. I mean, people don't. I know there were a lot of people in attendance the other night that probably were looking the Lady Gaga to make a statement and be like, well, you know, this is kind of what we need from you people now is to, like, kind of, like, you know, speak up and, like, help everyone. But, like. Dude, if I spent 150 bucks on that and got preached at, I'd be pissed. But, but she's spoken up. She's she's made her voice right. heard, made her opinion heard. There's there's avenues for things, and I I mean, not that I would have been like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> like quit right. talking. I mean, I you know, I, I I'm obviously kind of you know on on her side with a lot of things. Um, but she knew when to separate things, and she knew when to put on a good performance, smart. and it was it was incredible. It was smart. That was smart. Yeah, I was a little jealous. What do you got? What do you got? I was, uh, dude, uh, nothing. I went to Youngstown yesterday, played some golf with some buddies. What are you going out to YTZ for? Ah, dude, yeah, a buddy of mine was like, yo, man, he's like, I got these passes to this place. He was like, we should probably go. And honestly, I can't, I'm so tired. I can't remember the name of it. (laughs) Okay. But it was, it was, uh, you know, outside of being in Youngstown. I was going to say, dude, what the hell are you doing there? Hitting seven irons in the fair. Like, please don't shoot me. Um, And, uh, but, you know, I I don't know, decent day off. All right. Nothing crazy. How's the uh, the golf game going? I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while. Uh, Yesterday was all right the day before not so great i um i don't know i'm suffering and this is i'm gonna get made fun of but i'm okay. uh, i'm suffering <laughs> I, I don't i'm suffering on how to grip it right now like okay. my grip is like off like there's a it's a comfort thing man and so like when you step into it and you swing it you're like okay yeah, yeah i feel like that's gonna be successful like now i'm like hitting shots well but i don't have the confidence because i just don't feel right and so, like, things are a little off. But I'm playing a little bit later this afternoon, so I'm hoping to get it worked out. Get it all those bugs fixed there. Get it all like it. worked out. I should remind you of this. Tomorrow night, you'll be able to find me in Kent. From yeah. 8 to 9, I'll be at Ray's Place. And then from 9 to 10, you'll be able to find me at the 157 Lounge on hand with Miller Lite for their end-of-summer party, which it already feels like that way this morning. Yeah. Dude, I woke up this morning. I put a T-shirt and a pair, a pair of shorts on. I walked outside my house. It was freezing cold. It's uh, it's it's definitely hit that point, and it's sad because, dude, it's August twenty fifth. I mean, don't get me wrong, towards the end of August, but still, but like, come on, right? I mean, I, if it was if it was the middle of September, then it's like, yeah, sixty degrees. What are you gonna do? But, dude, it's August twenty fifth. Yeah, man, it was a little cold for all that. Kinda so sad. I, uh, yeah, kind of sad. Not wild about all of that. I um, I will tell you this: LeBron's had enough. We'll get into that at eight o'clock, and a VFW in Strongsville's also had enough. We'll get into that at seven o'clock. But Fantone, a man yeah. was kicked out of an Ohio casino. And the reason why is a little gross. We'll explain next on Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Coming up at 9 o'clock, our good buddies over at WaitingForNextYear.com have taken the time to rank every quarterback drafted by the Cleveland Browns since 1999. They have ranked the numbers, completion percentage, attempts, games, won versus lost, 
the QB, uh, the quarterback rating a lot. Dude, this information is actually pretty interesting. I think people would be shocked to find out who the best quarterback we've had is. Pretty interesting and pretty depressing, too, I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, oh, yeah. be about halfway into it. I'm going to be like, son of a bitch. Spurgeon who? Like, yeah. No, it's uh, there's there's a lot of that. Um, we'll see where Deshaun Kaiser ends up on that list playing tomorrow night. I don't believe he'll be part of that as of yet because I think this right. is guys who they have drafted and have like wrapped up right. their careers already. But yeah, I think Deshaun Kaiser is uh, well at least interesting to this point. Um, I know a lot of the Carson Wentz people after last night's game. I mean, apparently he went off last night through a couple of TDs in a preseason game. Are um, are feeling as if we missed out? I just didn't feel like the team was ready to draft Carson when he, we know he was coming out. Our offensive line now, I may have rethought about. Well, let's keep in perspective too. It's a preseason game, like you know what I mean. Right. Like everyone, I mean, Jay Cutler went five down. for eight or something. Calm, I think it was. Calm so. down. A guy in Cincinnati is a little upset with the Jack Casino. Okay. Apparently, the casino asked him to leave, and he claims he didn't do what they're what they're accusing him of. Jack Cincinnati or Jack Cleveland? Jack Cincinnati. Okay. 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 And he, Tyler himself, is actually from Danville. Uh, Kentucky, which I'm assuming is right over the border there. Yeah, I got a buddy who lives in Cincinnati, and he's always complaining about that. People from Kentucky just finding their way up in there yeah. and just and just trashing the place up. Yeah. He's made the joke of, like, dude, we, Ohio is the one that needs to build the wall. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe he does. But apparently, he went to go use the bathroom, and three other customers claimed that they saw him throwing out his underwear and that they complained that he had smelled. There was a thousand dollar free money giveaway in the poker room, and they're accusing this dude of like crapping in his pants. Okay, <laughs> he says I feel extremely embarrassed and hope that this is not done to any more casino patrons. He said he won two thousand dollars as part of the contest, and he feels as if he was thrown out because the casino did not want him to win any more money. Well, all right, the casino never wants you to win all the money, but two thousand dollars isn't going to make any casino in the world bat an eye. And the casino knows that it's not like we're kicking you out because we want more. We want you now to win all that money. The casino is going to try to keep you in there so they can get that money back. That's that's much more likely than like, dude, you're too much of a winner. Get out of here. No, just keep it. You stay at right. that table, and eventually we're, that money's going to fall back in our pocket. They'll just leave you sitting there, right? Yeah, they'll leave you up to your own devices and hope that you, you know you end up putting right, it back in. Right. I mean, that's why there's hot chicks, no windows, no clocks. You know what I'm saying? Free drinks. Have this, right? right. No, yeah. Pump cold air in there. The whole thing. Right. Tyler, who asked Fox 19 down in Cincinnati not to share his last name, was asked to leave because of the stain security said he had on his pants. <laughs> How embarrassing is that? He says, yeah, they, didn't, they just didn't want me to win any more money. Now, a representative from the Jack Casino says that they have visual evidence, but they're not allowed to show it to us without a court order. Imagine being that judge. <laughs> yeah, no, you could show the world that guy crapping in his pants. Absolutely. Signed. Sealed. Here you go. Uh, Jack Cincinnati Casino's top priority, they say, is to continuously provide a clean and sanitary environment to the three million guests that visit that property annually. That's a lot of people. I don't know what that breaks down to per day, but that seems like a lot. Um, 10,000-ish, you know what I'm saying? So it does seem like a lot, but thousands of people go into the casino. Oh, yeah, I would imagine, right? Yeah, I would imagine. Three million people, all right. Tyler traveled about two hours to play Texas Hold'em and is considering all his options. He says they have have to have some type of punishment. They have to have some type of humiliation themselves. If they falsely accuse someone of pooping in their pants that did not, this was beyond strange, he said. I 
I mean, I guess I don't know what you're allowed to ask him in that moment. Like, sir, can we see your underwear? Like, I don't know if you're allowed to. I bet you're not allowed to do that. So, like, no. how do you how do you do that? Well, I mean, I, so and there's the other thing. What's the visual evidence they're not allowed to show me yet? Like, are, did you just insinuate that you have cameras on in the bathroom? You better not. Well, if they have cameras and you can see, like, I mean, depending on what kind of clothes he's wearing, I mean, if you could see, like, brown stains on his pants. It looks like khaki, like, slacks, and there's a little bit of a stain here, but, I mean, honestly, it... And did he throw that underwear out in the... Because it said three people saw him throw his underwear out. So if they went in there and were like, all right, well, hey, here's the here's the, you know, exhibit oh, A. Oh, yeah, we'll pull it right out of the garbage can. Right. So if, if, if they found like some poop-stained tidy whities in there, then it's it got to be worth something. I mean, this looks like it could be dirt, which, well, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I, I mean, say. as a guy who's lived in Las Vegas, believe me, you, you see people dressed all different kinds of ways walking into casinos. There's like the high end people, and then there's like honestly, dude, a dude in a tank top and BVDs in there, like you know, pulling levers. I mean, I, I, no dress code, right? I don't think I've ever walked in somewhere. It's not like at the Hard Rock. They're like, oh, you don't have a collared shirt, you can't come no, in here. It's, it's, no it's, it's normally about money. It's right. not, you know what I mean. Like they don't, yeah, they don't really care. They don't. They will not discriminate. But if a guy's sitting there at the poker table crapping his pants, you do gotta throw him out. Yeah, I mean, a casino or any other business, it's not sanitary. You, you, you gotta. Uh, I mean, you can't have people pooping themselves. Like, uh, I'm trying. When to- I read this headline, I thought it was like he won so much money it shocked him and he grabbed his pants. That's <laughs> the story I wanted. I feel like that's the story we need. I mean, I, I can't think of anywhere where it would be like appropriate for you to poop yourself. But a casino, I mean, they have the the right to remove somebody for being like filthy. So I, I mean, I don't know what this guy's expecting to happen here. I mean, I think even. If you were sitting at the, at the at the crafts table, if you were sitting there at the casino and you kept farting and it was like interrupting the rest of the I night, mean, yeah, would, I mean they won't let you swear at at right. the tables. Like if you get excessive with your language, they'll remove you. So if you're, you know, if, if you're disturbing other guests with the way you stink. If you what if I mean what if you haven't showered? Like what if you're not wearing deodorant? What if your bo is so bad people can smell it on you? Is I think what's probably more likely to happen there is other patrons would just get up and walk away from you. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the casino would like get involved. But how there. long? How long as a casino are you going to allow that to happen? Right. How long? Okay. So now you you've chased five people away from this poker table. Now you're chasing people away from you know the bar. Now you're chasing people away from the buffet. How long? How long can you allow that yeah, to happen? I don't know. I mean, I like again. Like I've lived in Vegas and I can't remember ever seeing. Somebody removed from a casino because of like stench. Like I've sat next to old ladies, at, obviously right. at like blackjack tables, who were like, you know, how, like sometimes when you get a little old, you just don't shower the way you should, and it's just like, oh, what is that? And then stank cigarette, you know, cigarette smell, that whole thing. But like I've never seen this. What about old people in Depends? You know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden now I don't have control of my bowels. Am I not allowed to come in here because I'm wearing Depends and I crapped myself? Oof! Right? I mean. Yeah, I mean that's your bread and butter. Right. Is the blue hair. Is 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 those people that are wearing those depends. So Yeah, like my mom's like your bread and butter. That's who you want in there. Just, you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> you know, addicted and uh and, and uh, well, she still has control of the bowels though. So like <laughs> she's probably a good consumer. I had a buddy who got kicked out of a casino for puking on the table, for puking on the roulette table. I mean, not quite pooping your pants. And I know somebody who was working in not, you know, a casino, but still a public place. And one of their regular customers had a turd fall out of the leg of their pants. What? Like, just like, and this is not somewhere, it's not even like a restaurant where, like, there's at least, like, cleaning supplies. This place is just, like... 
like a normal business, and this she was like, uh, she was and like, a turd I, just rolled and out. A turd the- just rolled out, like just came out of the pants while the woman was standing in line. All right, my story is wildly less <laughs> impressive, but I, uh, I so I have a story. Actually, I have a very good buddy of mine who was not thrown out of a casino. Okay, so to put this in perspective, the guy like they they think this guy crapped his pants, thrown out. Okay. So my buddy was in Vegas, and he's a little bit of a high roller. He and his family, like, they'll go out to Vegas a couple of times a year, spend a lot of money, and that whole thing. So they're in the high rollers room. Okay. And I believe they were playing blackjack. And this female, like, uh, dealer just had been, like, murdering them, right? Like, they were just losing money after money after money. So my buddy, like, hopped the velvet rope and put the dealer in a headlock. <laughs> to my buddy, like, had this female, like, dealer in a headlock and was, like, screaming at her. God. And they didn't remove him. Wow. Like, security came over. Like, that just goes to show you, if you're spending enough money, like, you're going to be fine. Like, and I said to him, I was like, how much money did you lose that trip? To be able to put a dealer in it, right now, half of Worcester and Orville's laughing the rest. <laughs> like, there are people who know this story and know who I'm talking about. He's going to be so mad I told that story. But, <laughs> dude, every time he tells it I, to somebody else, I and I laugh so hard about that. Because I just picture, dude, picture somebody you know jumping a velvet rope and, like, putting a female dealer in a headlock screaming at him for all the money he lost. Like, the best story I've ever heard. All right, the fake outrage on some of this stuff is is honestly it's reached annoying level. You honestly, I, you got to stop bitching about things that don't matter. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone, just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show, chilling in the studs with my dudes on Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show I'm on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll give you your first keyword. Sending you out to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Sending you out to Vegas. Do not choke a dealer. No. I'm telling you right now. No. You will be thrown out. Don't do that. If you missed that story, podcast the show a little later at WRQK.com. All right, there's a fake outrage story that's happening right now, and it happens every year this time of year, and you got to just dial it down. Right, and this is the I can't believe leave the seasons where they are. Quit moving them back. Everything's hitting stores too early. Now I will admit to you that if Santa's in the store right now, too early, right? But people are pissed because the Halloween candy's on the shelves already because it's not even the end of August yet. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why you're mad about this. It's candy. Like I said, it's December. That's what Santa is. But a Milky Way's a Milky Way. What do you care what's on the package? The Milky Way's in the store all year. What do you care if there's a pumpkin on the Milky Way package? I can't for the life of me figure this out. What do you care if Santa's out here? I mean, I don't. I, 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 it's 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 the business's prerogative to sell what they want. And there's there's businesses, there's stores that sell Christmas stuff 365 days out of the year. That's all they do. Why would it matter to you? I mean, nobody's putting it in your cart. Nobody's telling you like, yo, you have to start celebrating Halloween today. Nobody has done that. They're giving you an option to buy something if you don't want to buy it. But, dude, it's because, and this is, it goes beyond politics. It goes beyond left or right. It goes beyond age. I think it's starting to go beyond social media. People just want to be pissed. They just want to be angry. You know what it is? No, it's that people are pissed. It's not that they want to be. It's that they are pissed. And that, that, and they, I think a lot of people know that they can't be outwardly pissed about what they're really mad about. 
And so then it seeps out through us and our social media through these innocuous things. You 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 don't necessarily have the I don't want to say intelligence, but the capabilities to maybe change the thing that's really bothering you. What's really bothering you is it's that you. well, is that it's, it's always you. Well, it, it, maybe it's the fact that you know. I feel like I'm working harder than ever, more hours than ever, and I'm not getting any further ahead than I have in the past. I'm afraid my kids aren't going to have those opportunities. I'm afraid everything I've worked so hard for is just slipping through my fingers. And that feeling of frustration, of anger, of of fear, it does. It manifests itself in stupid-ass ways. And here we are. I can't believe the Target has Halloween candy out! I mean, if it's July and there's Santa and the reindeer, I understand that feels like you're pushing Christmas too early. But like I said, Reese Cups are Reese Cups. But but who cares if they are pushing Christmas too early? I don't understand why that matters. Why like other people's opinions? It's not going to start business- snowing because Giant Eagle right? puts Santa out. Or what a business does. Like it's the business's prerogative. If they want to sell Halloween candy for 365 days out of the year, isn't that the beauty of, of, of America and capitalism? Well, not only that, but I'll also tell you that you're the reason why this stuff happens. It's This is going to sound crazy, but if you think about it, I have am of course right. Is that this is part of part of putting the, the seasonal stuff out early is to help combat online shopping. Because you're not gonna go online right. to buy Halloween candy. You know what I mean? But if it like it then like Christmas type stuff, but if you happen to like see it or whatever, hear about it, this and that, you're in the store, you end up buying more things. Um, That's all it is. It was actually August first. My mom sent me a picture and it was Reese's Cups, Kit Kats, Halloween on August 1st. I went back through my messages and found okay. it. And I mean, so it's been 25 days. Yeah. yeah. So if you're just if you're just now like, ah, dude, I mean, where it just boggles my mind. Like it, I said, it truly I, does. Now I'm not gonna go like off about it, but I am one of those people that's like, dude, keep the holidays and the seasons kind of where they are. But like I said, candies, candy. I don't even look at the package. Wouldn't wouldn't you just walk by it if you're like, you know what? It's too early for Christmas for me. I'm just gonna walk by it. I'm just going to walk by it. I'm not going to get upset. Why would I be upset about this? What no. What about this is upsetting me? Dude, in like a week, I'm going to have to talk about pumpkin spice lattes. Like, just like. But why not have pumpkin spice lattes year round? If you want to be all pumpkin all the time. God, dude, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I don't get into the pumpkin thing. I think it's kind of gross personally. But yeah, what do I care if Starbucks sells it all year? What do I care? Whatever it takes for you to turn a profit. I don't care. I, I do, like, it does kind of bum me out when I see, like, Christmas shoved in my face a little early. I don't know why. It just feels like, you know, let's not rush summer. Let's not rush fall. But they're not rushing it. Right. The you, weather's not going to change. I mean, like, if you want to sit there in shorts and put sunscreen on, and dude, who's stopping you? If if you feel like if you feel like a, a Christmas decoration or a Christmas display at Walmart is the thing that's ending your summer, I mean, global uh, warming yeah. fake, Christmas out too early, and then people are going to be pissed when the Starbucks doesn't have Santa Claus on the Christmas cup. Okay, I, I apologize. This, this entire conversation has been wildly inflammatory, and we of course meant to say holiday, not Christmas. We, 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 we of course meant to say holiday all the times we said Christmas. Please don't get mad at us. I know that term now is divisive, the way everything else in this country is. Divisive. If they want to say happy holidays to you, who cares? Right. I, I who mean, cares? I, I, to me, I, I kind of go with the, the holiday thing now because I understand like people... Going to be a thing, but it's like 
All right, I don't necessarily believe in God, right? But when I sneeze and somebody says, God bless you, I don't get pissed because I don't believe in God. I so oh, the sentiment is that you're wishing me well. So I take the sentiment, not the verbiage. Why, why did we all start concerning ourselves with other people's opinions so much? With like, oh my God, they're saying happy holidays. They're putting Christmas stuff out too soon. They're, dude, God, dude, just shut up. Living your life. And, and I don't understand why you get so worked up about everything. I'm going to say this at the risk of getting myself in a lot of trouble. Do it. Do you realize how many countries in the world this would not be a thing? So as you're protesting how awful America is, this is what America is. Is that it's so great here that we have gotten so babied and coddled that pumpkins on Snickers packages is like controversial. There are people all over the world dying of all this stuff. So as you're protesting America and inequality and oppression and all this stuff, just remember that this is where you live. And also remember, when you're calling those protesters snowflakes, you're the one who's crying about, about Snickers. Snickers. So yes. calm down. Absolutely. That's true, too. You live in a pretty damn great place. We all need to do a better job reminding ourselves of that. And actually, a VFW in Strongsville is helping do that for all of us. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Stick around about 8 o'clock. You'll get your first keyword of the day that will send you out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Check out Coldplay, The Weekend, Chris Stapleton, a bunch of others. And your first keyword happens at 8. It's like today, Fantone, is like the it's like the start of all things football, yeah. right? Like, I believe the Maslin Tigers are in action tonight, are they not? Indeed they are, taking on Mentor in, in Maslin. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And Madden also drops today for you video game fans. Nerds. <laughs> the Madden game is out. I was actually in a store yesterday, tried to purchase it, and they were like, you know, that doesn't come out till tomorrow. I was like, oh, damn. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I kind of want that. Isn't it ridiculously expensive? If you get, like, the Ultimate Goat Edition, it's like 80 bucks. But no, if you get, like, the Standard Edition, okay. and I don't know what extra stuff you get with, like, I don't care about that kind of stuff anymore. I'm just getting to the point. But, like... Um, I was a little bored and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just go buy Madden just, you know, just to get through my afternoon. And I went to the store and they were like, yeah, yeah, it's not out until tomorrow. And I was kind of bummed out because I, I do kind of want to play that. We, uh, they got a story mode in it now. We did the, the story about the best video game franchises of all time. Madden did not make that list, which was a blast for me. Um, but what I will say about that, that was strange. On a year-to-year basis, and dude, I haven't been like a Madden enthusiast since I was in like college, so it's been a while, but on a year-to-year basis, it never really seemed to switch too much for me, and that was kind of always the complaint I hear people make, is like, dude, I should have just kept 17, it was just as good. So I got a rule on like like the Tiger Woods golf games, and like yeah. Madden, and like any of those sports franchise games, it's every three years Okay, is when I would buy a version okay. of that. Like I feel like that's how long it takes before like real like changes to the game happen. Makes sense. So, like, I get it every three-year plan. So, obviously, the preseason for the NFL is already underway. Browns in action again tomorrow night. I believe they're on the road in Tampa Bay. Correct. And the other night during the game, the Browns, like 12 of them, during the national anthem, like, kneeled and prayed. And I had said that the day after that, that I'm not wild about that because I believe, even though I'm not like a believer in Christ, that prayer deserves its own 
moment, and I believe the national anthem does too. If you want to kneel or hold your fist up in the air, as long as you're like acknowledging the anthem, I'm okay with it. But doing something else during it feels like, honestly, it feels like a kid playing during church to me. Felt like a cheap cop out to me, where it was like, "Well, we want to take a knee, a knee, and like show, you know, support for for the, you know the cause that we feel that we're representing here." But we also don't want to get in trouble. So if we say that we're praying, there's no way we're going to get in trouble. I would agree with and, that. And, uh, guys, if you're going to do it, do it. Stand by it. Put your name on it. Be, Be a man it, and do right. it. Right. I would agree with that. At least Cap was like, "No, dude, this is what I'm doing." Right, right. And I, so, I mean, whether you love him or hate him, you gotta at least respect. That. Stood right there and was doing his thing. Right. I don't agree with what he was doing, but I do believe that there are some of the issues he wants to raise in this country. I do believe need to be exposed. That's my problem with the protests is that none of that ever happens. We all ju- we just spend our time talking about the protests. Now, not, that's not Cap's fault. That's the country. But there's a VFW in Strongsville. That posted a sign outside of it that says, We like our Browns. We love our flag more. Your games will no longer be shown here. God bless America. And I've been saying for a while that, like, dude, these protests aren't landing or aren't coming across the way people want. It's coming across as very anti military because that's, we associate that, the anthem, with the military. It just, it's hard to separate those two things. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the military is a source of patriotic pride for the country. Um, I guess I didn't necessarily view that in, in my personal life as much. Where, like, yes, really? See, I, think I do, and I don't know why. I, I think it's a rep- representative of it, but I think it's a representative of all things American. And yes, the military certainly is something that is a part of it. Um, I saw, I saw it was an Akron slain officer's fiance or wife or something like yeah. that came at the Browns like now you're disrespecting cops so now it's like well you're disrespecting cops you're disrespecting military like all the things that we hold well, sacred she's more right than the VFW because honestly these protests started because of problems with police officers so she's right they are disrespecting cops that's what they're trying to do so 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 I guess it's just. I mean, we, she's right. We all move this this goal line of like what it means, and like as soon as you feel like, all well, right, that's the problem though, is that it means something different to every to everyone. It means something different person to person, and that's the problem with what they're doing, is that it's not coming across the way you want it to. So, and how many guys got to jump in in this and be you got to be told that before you realize, ah, maybe I shouldn't be this person. So, depending on what you view the national anthem and the flag to represent, that's going to depict whether this is an appropriate thing to do or not because really what we're getting into there no really what we're getting into is people forcing your political beliefs in the workplace but don't you feel like it's your 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 it's your feeling of what the national anthem represents it's your feeling of what the flag represents yeah but you got to understand this is what i always say about this radio show too i it's not what i think it's what the audience thinks because they're at the end of the day they're the ones in control of it it's not what i think about an issue but if if something i say lands wrong guess what i'm removed no matter what my intention was because the this does not belong to me it belongs to the consumer I always say I've been saying that for 15 years doing this it's not my show it's yours I'm just the guy who hosts it for you and that's the way it is and I said this the other day about the Browns protest dude it's that the game's not for the guys who play it if that's your job the game is played for my entertainment not theirs
And I can't walk, I can't have a, like a pro Trump or a pro like Hillary sign in my cubicle here. So I don't know why a dude's allowed to watch it, why a guy's allowed to take over my TV and do it. I mean, and that's certainly the problem of the NFL here, where it's like you guys are the ones who allowed this to happen. There are certainly businesses where you are allowed to have your pro Hillary sign or your pro Trump sign. Right. That's at the discretion of the business owner of, you know, hey, this is how I want to run my business. And if you want to run your business that way and you want to do it like, like Mission Barbecue and you want to have the national anthem play at noon and you want to have pro-American stuff everywhere and you want to put a Trump sign up there, you're prerogative to do so. Like, this company owns radio stations that every day at noon, top of the hour at noon, will play the national anthem. And you gotta wonder, will they stop doing it? Should they be allowed to? Yes. So, like, so, so by that point, they are making a political statement. Uh, yeah, I guess they are. I mean, they're, they're, you can't say that you're making a political statement one way and it's, not saying it the other way. It's your prerogative to do so. I, I mean, as a business owner, it is. I hate the fact that the national anthem and the flag are controversial. I, 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 I understand there are problems in this country, but as I pointed out during the Halloween candy break, go live somewhere else for a day. You'll come running back. If you, I'm not saying get out of the country. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you chose to go somewhere else, you'd be like, you know what? America's awesome. So, I'm going back. So, so the thing, the thing that makes America awesome is that you are able to improve stuff. You are able to voice your opinion. You are able to do all that. So I'm not going to start coming down on people for voicing their opinions for trying to what they feel like is make the country better. But my thing is, is that when, once you're doing this now for, we're going into the second season of it, and you're not making the country better, right? You're not. As a matter of fact, they, they protested outside the NFL headquarters the other day for Kaepernick. There was about 1,000 people there, maybe, and it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon on a New York City street. So who was there for what? This stuff isn't working. It's time to get over yourselves, NFL player. It's time to get over yourselves. You're not doing anything. I don't understand when you're going to realize that. I think people aren't doing anything when they pray. I think you're just sitting there wasting. You, you, I would agree. You, you know, you're not really doing anything. If it makes you feel better, though, who am I to tell you not to? You know, somebody pointed out the other day: should we be really showing people praying on TV? I mean, I mean, that's forcing. I mean, it's kind of forcing religious beliefs. I've said that about NASCAR forever. Like they hold a like a prayer on TV. Like, dude, what are you guys doing? Like, what are you thinking about right now? But you know why nobody bats an eye? Because their audience wants it. This is the NFL audience telling you they don't want this stuff. And at the end of the day, I don't know what you got to do. Like, to realize you're not doing what you want to be doing. I obviously think this bar is more than within their rights not to play the Browns game. I mean, of right. course they are. Of course. And that's in and, and, and week the thing, five. It's going to be back on. In the and here's the thing is like, if you feel that strongly, I support you in that. I don't necessarily agree with you, but if you feel that strongly that you're going to not watch any football games this year and you're going to boycott all advertisers of the NFL and you're going to do all those things, then good for you. Just be consistent in it because you're right. Once it, it's like, well, we're not playing any Browns games, but we're going to play all the other NFL games. It's like. Well, guys, I mean, there's a guy on every sideline doing something like this now, right? And if, but more because so, it's hip. But you're, but you're, you're going to, so you're going to like give the parent company money, but you're not, you're going to stay away from the Browns. That's like saying, oh, I'm going to boycott Pepsi, but I'm still going to drink Diet Pepsi. Yeah, I mean like, that, that is a little crazy. Like, come on. I'll tell you who I feel bad for. I feel bad for the NFL player that doesn't like this and feels like he can't speak up because Twitter's going to murder him for going against it. And I'm telling you, there's a ton of those. Um. Like, look, LaShawn McCoy, the Buffalo Bills running back, is in a ton of trouble right now because he said Kaepernick's not playing because he's not any good. Do those people lack a, what do I want to say, a fortitude then in the sense of 
well, these guys are all getting crap too. The dudes on the sidelines taking a knee. I mean, obviously they are. They are like social media. There's a ton of audience backlash, but they continue to do so. If you feel so strongly that these guys shouldn't be doing something like that, shouldn't you have the courage of your convictions to to stand up and say something? They are. That's what we're sitting here talking about. This is people saying, standing up and saying, saying we players. don't like it. I'm saying the players. like No, because they can't, dude. You cannot be against left-leaning things today. You can't. Not on social media, and you're going to get murdered for it. Because, dude, the moment you're not completely on the left in the social media world, you're a racist. But if... if, if I Which mean, is crazy. And I guess I guess if, you, if your final line is like, well, what do people on social media think? Then fine. But as we see... It has to be. That's how these people are judged now. As we see, there's plenty of audience leaving. And there's plenty of backlash against this. I mean, dude, last year, ratings were down in the NFL. So at what point is it like, well, no, we are in the majority here. We do need to stand up and say something. That's like, I, I have... Dude, all respect for you if you're going to come out and say it, regardless what you believe. But I can't... I can't get upset because if you're not going to voice your opinion, if you're not going to let you, let your opinion be heard, then I can't get mad that you're being drowned out. There's fear, bro. They're afraid you, of. Uh, they're afraid of being ostracized by the other guys in the league. Like, like Colin Kaepernick was has been ostracized and being murdered via social media because they don't necessarily agree with everything. We have created this fake, spa- like fake, like space where everybody is like really nice and i keep telling you guys that's not who americans are we are dude that's not who human beings are we are inherently evil inside so that's why mothers stick babies in ovens bro that's why because deep down inside of all of us dude we're not good so so colin kaepernick would you agree has been ostracized from the nfl I believe that it is twofold. That yes, his politics are definitely playing a reason as to why that distraction, which by the way, that word now means that if you use the word distraction, you really mean anti black and you're racist. No, there are real distractions. And if he was Tom Brady, he would be worth the distraction, but he's just Colin Kaepernick. Is he the worst quarterback ever? No, but he's not worth the drama that comes with him. Like Tebow wasn't worth the drama that came with him. So if if you can be ostracized, and I know you're going to agree with this, and this is kind of like, you know, the common sense answer here. If you can be ostracized for being Colin Kaepernick, but you're afraid to be ostracized because you're on the side of, of being against Colin Kaepernick, I guess really what the answer is, is like, shut up and stay in the locker room. Some dudes just want to play football, man. Some dudes just want a ball. They don't necessarily want to have an opinion. And now, dude, when guys on your teams are doing this, now the camera's in here, and they're not asking you about the 3-4 defense or what it's like to throw like a touchdown pass. They're asking you, what, what do you feel about your teammates protesting? Some guys just want a ball, man. And now, if, if that's what they want, they'll be murdered. How dare you not speak up for your people? How dare you not get the side of this? And how dare you not? It's, dude, some guys just want to go to work and do their job. And some of us just want to escape. And people say, well, you know, that's white privilege, being able to escape things through entertainment. No. That's what entertainment was designed for from the beginning. Diversions from our daily lives so we don't spend all day thinking about how completely miserable we all are. That's what these leagues are for. To take the mind off the fact that you hate your life. And I wish we could just get back to that a little. But it'll never happen. I got more bad news for ESPN. More bad news. One of their own in a serious amount of trouble. We'll explain next. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Craig. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 1069.
Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It was about four months ago. I got my new car from Wakeham and I absolutely love it. I talk about this all the time. A new car isn't just transportation. It's all about boosting your confidence as well. You feel a little bit more confident, get more things done in your day. I actually find myself going more places because before... 069. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. 8 o'clock, we'll give you your first keyword of the day. Send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you a keyword, you text it in, and you'll see Coldplay, Miley Cyrus, Kings of Leon, Big Sean Lord, a few others. I actually hear there are some surprise guests to be at. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't doubt it. iHeartMedia, they've got some pull in the world. They, uh, well, well, yeah. Yeah, they can do things. <laughs> when it comes to the musical artists, yeah, they do. They got a firm grip on all that. Mm-hmm. Got more bad news for ESPN just a few days after removing an Asian broadcaster from uh, calling a, um, a Virginia football game because his name was Robert Lee. Uh, which was honestly, I still can't believe I live in the world where that happened. But more bad news. As another one of their very popular personalities, Ryan Rosilio, who hosts a national radio show, was apparently arrested at 3.30 in the morning in Jackson, Wyoming the other day after reports of a highly intoxicated male who was refusing to leave. Um, apparently, he had walked into a stranger's condo in Jackson, Wyoming, which I'm assuming is where he owns his vacation home. And that man turned out to be Ryan Rosilio, 42, host of ESPN's nationally syndicated uh, radio show named after him. I would say, man, oh, man, dude, that's one hell of a night in Jackson, Wyoming. But, like, what else are you going to do other than get blackout drunk all the time? Hunt, you know fish, I mean? and drink like, too many beers. Right. That's exactly, I mean, right. dude, I, I mean, if you've ever been to Wyoming, which I have, it's actually pretty, you know, God country, it's super pretty and all that. But you're right. There's not, like, a ton to do. According to the newspaper, the man who called 911 said a stranger had walked into his condo and was laying on one of the beds naked, except Phantom, and he had his pants wrapped around his ankles. Okay. Which means he was stumbling through the streets with his pants <laughs> down his ankles. Like, dude, even like drunk, you don't like even dude, the drunkest I've ever been, I've understood that if I pulled my pants off, walking's gonna be easier. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And I I mean I guess maybe he was trying to take them off as he was getting into bed and was just like, eh, F it, but still, dude, that thought of like a uh, like a five year old at a urinal just pants down around the ankles, not caring, it's hilarious. Jackson police reported that Rosilio had bloodshot eyes, slurred speech, and could not coherently answer any of their questions. He uh, apparently did not know where he was and thought he was in his own condo. He was charged with misdemeanor criminal trespassing. That's a misdemeanor being naked in somebody else's like residence for rich people. If that dude, if that was you, if that or was me, me, well, and not even you or me, like in Canton, we could probably get away with something, dude. If that was John Q. Public, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably getting into felony territory. Write that down right and there. sign it. I need to be able to show right, the judge, like, right. dude, Fantone said I could do it. <laughs> Sorry, Officer Sharp, Fantone said it was cool. We'd get away with it. ESPN has yet to comment totally, but has told Deadspin. And we are looking into it. I, um, you know, I do ESPN. Dude, this is a bad look, right? Like, well, I mean, yeah, any company. I mean, I mean, you're gonna have to. I mean, you're gonna have to move on from Ryan Rosilio, right? Um, I don't know. It depends on how this goes in the court. I mean, you know, they're probably going to give him the well. If you go to rehab and you cut a couple of promos about like, hey, I'm Ryan Rosilio for you know Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, you you'd probably I mean? get more leverage out of it that way than you would have just like letting an employee go. It's just another black eye in them, and it's like for a company. And again, people forget about this because of how short our memories are. But like ESPN's been out there preaching to you about the politics of the world for the last two years while still employing Scott Van Pelt, a guy who got so drunk and left harassing voicemails on a woman's answering machine about the fact that she wouldn't go out with him. How how did how did Ryan Rosilio get into the condo? I would imagine it's probably open. Just 
unlocked. I mean, dude, yeah, I mean, have you ever been to Jackson? I mean, dude, it's people, it's, it's people with money, and um, it's normally secondary homes, and it was an old couple, and they probably thought, yeah, we've been coming here 50 years, we're loaded. I mean, dude, Ryan is going to have some money, so I would imagine, although probably not as much as people think. No. You know what I mean? But He's probably right in the middle there, where he's not exactly a huge name at ESPN, but he's not a nobody. He's not a Robert Lee. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going to guess... Ryan Rosilio probably makes two hundred a year. That's what I was gonna say. Under five, but well over. Oh wait, one. yeah, it's yeah. way under what people like. People would think that's a two million dollar a year job, and nah. it used to be, but it's not. That's about a two hundred thousand dollar a year. Job. I've said this for a while. It's hard as hell to break the one hundred thousand dollar barrier in media anymore. It's really, really hard to break that barrier because these companies don't want to pay that anymore, and that's why they're signing nineteen year old bloggers to host shows because a nineteen year old blogger is not going to demand that you pay him what an adult should get paid. I just think, dude, this is more bad news in the wake for ESPN. And again, I always say this: if you're gonna be the like, the, if you're gonna be the cops and you're gonna be the one telling everybody how wrong everything else is, you gotta own your side of the street. And again, people forget about that Scott Van Pelt thing. That was a did I played that audio when I, when I was doing afternoons? That's how long ago that was. He's still there. He's still there. Where are your politics on that ESPN? That's what I thought. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. About 15 minutes away now from getting you hooked up with your first keyword of the day for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Trip for two to Las Vegas. You can't beat that. September 22nd and 23rd. That goes down T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. And we'll send you to it. So I, I'm reading this from the cantonrep.com Pantone that mm-hmm. uh, apparently Maslin's Kmart is going to be one of the 28 closures announced by the Sears Holding Corporation, which I believe uh, like uh, owns the Kmart store there. Right. And let me ask you this question. Does Canton have a Kmart? Uh, there's one in North Canton, like by, really? by like Ollie's. Yeah, in that general vicinity. But I don't think Canton proper does. No, I know they don't. I mean, it, uh, you know, excuse my prejudice here, but I would have just thought Kmart was more of a Canton South thing. Ah, Canton South, Maslin, Alliance, like those all make sense. But the only one left standing at this point is Is the the one one in North Canton. North 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 Canton, Canton. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, it's just one of those places that I just, and this is probably why they're closing 28 of them, 28 more of them, is that I just don't ever think about going there. Like, when I was a kid, that was, like, the store. It was the Walmart before Walmart was Walmart. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure it was. Yeah, the blue light special, the whole thing. You could go to Kmart and pretty much get anything, and that is, you know, it, it, Walmart. Like Kmart's kind of the, I don't want to say the worst of both worlds of Walmart and Target, but it kind of is, where it's like there's a little bit of the skeeziness of, of Walmart on it, but there's a little bit of the overpriced on Target of it. Is that right? So it's like, at that point, I'm like, well, why am I even coming here? Because I could get something for cheaper. If I could buy the same product cheaper, at Walmart, I'm going to go deal with the, the WT aspect of it. Or if I don't want to deal with that, I'm going to go spend a little bit more at Target. But like, what draw did Kmart have? The prices weren't as good, and the service wasn't as good. So what am I doing here? You know what? I haven't shopped there as an adult, so like, I didn't know about the pricing. The, 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 um, I've gone there, to the Maslin one, maybe two or three times since I've lived here, and once I bought like a dresser and like a small, like, you know, dresser when my girlfriend first moved in, and then we went back for the same thing. And honestly, like, you walked into that place and it just kind of had like I don't want to say it felt dirty but it was it was like dingy like it was like you walked in there and you felt like yeah the last Kmart I was in 
I it was when I was living on the west side of Cleveland near West Park, and there's one over on I forget what that's what the you have to forgive me I forget the street name now, but like this summed up Kmart to me. They only had the lights on in every other aisle. Exactly. <laughs> like, like so, exactly. it was it was just light enough in there. So I don't I don't I, I mean I know a lot of people are gonna be like, dude, millennials destroyed Kmart. No, they didn't. Kmart destroyed Kmart by not embracing one way or the other by remaining lukewarm of like, well, we're not as nice as Target, but we're not as cheap as Walmart. Well, well you remember like a few years ago they had almost had a resurgence. Remember they had that ship my pants oh, yeah. video? Like that became oh, all yeah. the rage, and people thought, oh my god, Kmart, look at Kmart, they're starting to like rebound, they're starting to get into this, and they dropped the ball. Like, you got all that attention from that, and then they never did it again. It's like, that could have helped revive your brand, I think. But, like, I never think about, I can't remember, the, like, the last time that was like, all right, that's where I got to go. It's, I mean, what, dude, there was there was Hills, there was Best, there was Gold Circle, there was oh, all those. Dude, Gold Circle was the man. I mean, all those, all those different places, very comparable to Kmart, none of them stepped it up. None of them, you know, put themselves in one lane or the other, and at that point, when you try to be, you're not even trying to be all things to all people, you're being the worst of everything. So I can't say I'm surprised, and I can't say, like, oh, well, this is definitely a sign of, of the American economy crap in the bed. Like, no, it's a sign of Kmart sucking. I got to be careful here, because Walmart is a huge advertiser on radio stations. Not just ours, but pretty much every radio station in America. And I was talking to some people, actually, the other night, Wednesday night, as a matter of fact, over dinner, about that documentary, The High Price of Low Cost. Right. And... The first half of that is all about Ohio, right? Because what Walmart was doing is they were rolling into town, staying open twenty four hours, closing everybody's business down, and then then once they did, they were shutting their stores down at, at nine o'clock. It's like the perfect takeover plan. And I was telling them this, this, you know, this woman I was having dinner with was like, "Yeah, I try not to do that. I try not, you know, I try to shop a little bit more local." And I and again, I told her the story about my my mom first moved to Vegas and was living with my brother. She like needed a job, and so she took a job at Walmart until she right. found a job she wanted. And like they were like forcing them to clock out and then work one more hour. Like they were kind of forcing my mom to like clock out and then work one more hour on the register. And like she was like, they were doing it to all of us. Think about how much money that saved. And she's like, and we were all so afraid to say anything because just we, just, job. we just, just need, need that paycheck. We just need jobs. I just moved here. What, how am I going to support myself? Um, it's it, awful. I would like to see an updated version of that documentary because at this point that's probably ten years old. That, oh God, that more low, I think, yeah. low cost of high living or whatever it was called. High price of low cost. High, pro- high price of low cost. Um, but I've I, I think if you pay attention, you've seen Walmart start to, and I guess it's well overdue, start to kind of combat that negative stereotype of them, where they're doing like you know, well we're paying our customer or we're paying our employees more money and we're more made in America products. If you remember, that's what Walmart their high horse was. Everything was. Made made in the USA. When Sam Walton started that thing, dude, everything in that store was made in the USA. Wow, you know what's crazy? I don't remember that. And 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 then it turned into like everything in that store is made in China. China. And like now well, and now they're trying to combat that. Now they're trying to bring it back to like USA USA. So, I like I said, I'd like to see a documentary kind of updated there. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I remember the the first time I saw that I was like, "Wow, is this thing eye-opening?" LeBron James has had enough, and he's speaking up. We'll tell you what about next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. 
this will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. And if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge, a Trasact company, wants to hire you. Truebridge in North Canton is looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand their medical care options and choose the plan that's best for them. If you don't have an insurance license but would love to have one, Truebridge can help you for free. Yes, Truebridge will provide all the training you need to earn your medical insurance license for free. If you want to know more, dial pound 250 now and use the keyword Truebridge. That's pound 250 keyword Truebridge and you will be immediately connected to Truebridge for more information. 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Another opportunity for the iHeartRadio Music Festival is at 9 o'clock. We'll give you the next keyword, and then September 22nd and 23rd, you'll be in Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Checking out Miley Cyrus, Kings of Leon, Chris Stapleton, Pink, My Spirit Animal, bunch of others. That new Pink song, dude. Heard what about on the radio? Pooh, straight fire. Yeah, she's so good. Most of, most of what she does is fire. Football's on everybody's brain, especially, you know, the Maslin Tigers back in action tonight. I believe uh, the McKinley Bulldogs play tomorrow. That is correct. Both at home, by the way, so it would be a great uh, great weekend to go catch some high school football. Brown's in action again tomorrow on the road at Tampa Bay. But basketball season, not far behind. As a matter of fact, Fantones can't charge. Home opener, November 15th against the Memphis Hustle. Yeah, pretty excited. Last night they announced the uh, the schedule. Um, November 15th, yeah, will be the home opener. There's going to be a ton of awesome things in the Canton Charge season. Um, On the road, five out of the first six games. But that's nice because we get a long home stretch for a while there. So it'll, nice. uh, it'll all balance itself out. Um, my friends at Ohio Championship Wrestling are going to be working with the Charge. Uh, Ricky from Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere is going to be doing something with the Charge this year. And maybe most exciting... I don't want to be like, all right, because we're leaving Canton. But December 28th, Canton Charge home game at the Q in downtown Cleveland. Is that your, right? Your boys got fingers crossed over here that I will be a part of that show. I didn't know that. Yeah, so not going to lie, man. Pretty hyped about that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Speaking of Ricky, um, I'm he's doing a raking bowl, like okay. random acts of kindness everywhere bowl, uh, like a bowling thing, September 30th. And uh, if you're able, uh, he I'm one of the judges for something I guess he's asked okay. me to do. I didn't even really ask for the details. I was like, yeah, man, whatever you want, I'll do it. And uh, that's going down in Cleveland is where he's going to do that. And it's hosted, and I feel bad because I've been kind of knocking ESPN a lot lately. Yeah. But Jameel Hill oh, is, actually, get? is yeah. actually hosting that. Yeah, that's a huge get. No, I totally get hiring her to do it. I just I feel bad because I've been knocking ESPN so much, and now I'm going to have to stand next to her and be like, yeah, sorry about all that. But So basketball season is upon us, and will be soon. And LeBron James has had enough of something that's happening. And I kind of agree because I find this to be nauseating. But he is defending his new teammate. And actually put a pin in that because there may be a snag in that. And Isaiah Thomas. Because people are out there burning Isaiah Thomas's jersey. People in, I assume, Boston right. are burning the jersey. Of Isaiah Thomas. And so LeBron took to Twitter and had this to say. The burning of the jersey thing is getting ridiculous now. The man was traded. What do you not understand? And he played in a game after his sister's tragic death. Gordon Hayward paid his dues as well and decided to do what's best for him and his family. He put in the work to get better. They became all-stars, etc. If these guys weren't good, you guys would be the first to say, get them out of here. Man, beat it. When we decide to do what's best for us, it's called cowardly. And we're called traitor, etc. But when it's on the other side, it's considered to be business. 
says, what you feel is best for your profession, love, family, and happiness, and continues like saying, basically, go do what you think is best for your family. Now, here's the thing. I want to knock players for mobility. I do. But the truth of the matter is, I want to be able to go where I want. The difference is, and yes, you have perspective on this because you're in somewhat of a different industry. Because my job will force you to move around. A lot of people have a very hard time with the fact that pro athletes are, number one, playing a game for a living, and number two, making well more money than anybody will ever make. So once you start putting it through that filter of like John Q. Public sees you leaving and it's like, oh, you broke my heart, blah, 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 I'm going to burn your jersey. A big part of that is just jealousy. Some people go, well, you, you know, you're making $5 million a year. Can't you just live here? versus there. I, I, I know why that happens, but I agree with LeBron here in the sense that if a guy leaves a team, I can understand the frustration and the anger. I still think burning jerseys is for kids, but I think at the end of the day, like if a guy gets traded, you can't blame the guy for getting traded. He didn't. Right. I mean, he got traded. I mean, what is Isaiah Thomas supposed to do in this situation? I mean, he, it's not like he has a no trade clause that he could have like put out there or anything like that. Um, and You're right. I mean, I, I, I agree with LeBron that it is ridiculous. I mean, It's getting to the point now where you just know it's going to happen. It's not like funny or new or original or, or like hot or anything. It's not like it's not like, dude, this is such a you right. know. When LeBron left the first time, I think there was so much true feeling there. I can't say that Isaiah Thomas being traded is the same thing, or yeah, look, Gordon Hayward leaving no, leaving Utah. Is the Gordon same thing. Hayward's not from Salt Lake City. You know what I mean? LeBron was from Northeast Ohio. That was a special circumstance situation, and the way that LeBron did it was also kind of one of the reasons why the feelings got so hurt. There agreed, and I've always. Always knocked him for that, but you know what? I always forget while knocking him for that decision and how he did it. That event did raise four million dollars for charity. Like it did raise four million dollars for the Boys and Girls Club. So for people like me who have knocked him for the way he did it, some good did come out of that. I, um, That's always lost on that combo. I've got, I mean, I've got my LeBron jersey from I don't know, probably oh six, oh seven is when I got that, and I definitely thought to myself, like, well, dude, should I burn it? And no, no. Like, what, what, what am I doing that for? What am I ten? Right. I mean, what what am I like and I, and I guess you can make the same argument of, well, it's my property. I can do what I want. Yes, dude, of course you can. But like when you film it and put it on, on, on Twitter and you think that, like, oh, man, I'm really letting LeBron have it. Or I'm really letting Isaiah Thomas have it. Like, eh, okay. Oh. I saw a guy post this on Twitter the other day, and I hadn't thought about it this way. But he said, you know, the Boston Celtics just traded a guy who showed up and played a game after his sister was murdered. And yet... He scored 50, right? Right. I mean, something crazy. And you people want to bitch about loyalty? And I was like, you know what? That's a great point. Because it's like any other business in America. You can pour your heart and your soul and your blood, sweat, and tears into this. And the moment you're not what they want, you're thrown out. Like us, just like us. I put everything I have into this show. And the moment Rock 1069 doesn't feel like I'm the guy to do it anymore, they will throw me out. They're not going to show me any loyalty. So why, am I, why would I ever show them loyalty? And I won't. Why would I ever show this place loyalty? I would never. So, like, expecting athletes to do something I won't do is crazy. And in what other profession would you would you expect this out of somebody? If you know, if if Howard Stern calls me tomorrow and is like, "Yo, Fantone, get out of here, million dollars," and I and I would say to you, dude, go with God, dude. What an opportunity! And you, you know, son of a bitch, we got to replace him. We got to do all these different things. And like, yes, there's going to be some headache there. But like, and I mean, more likely, like, thank God, we have to replace (laughs) him. If you're working at Speedway and and Circle K calls you and says, "Yo, dude, we're going to give you a three more dollars an hour, right? Right, we're going to give you." 
manage the job. We're going to give you more money. We're going to get, dude, why? Well, dude, you better stay loyal to Speedway. Never would happen. What? It, it goes back to, it does. It goes back to the jealousy of you're making more money than I am and you're playing a game. And that, your job's easier. Right. And Perceived that, as easier. Right, that, oh, you're just out there playing a game. I guarantee if I asked most people to go run the wind sprints guys in the NBA have to do in practice, you'd be, you would die after one practice. Although that job's easy. All you do is play a game. It's crazy. So I kind of agree with LeBron here. I just think the burning of the jersey thing, it's getting old. It's like, guys, this is the new NBA. They're going to leave now. Isn't it? I mean, has always, it always been this way? I don't know. I mean, I mean it, do I, Michael stayed with one team and like all those Shaq moved around. Shaq, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, dude, there's a million examples of yeah. guys of guys who made, it, you know. It probably is more common now, but it's always been part of the league. But I don't have a problem with it. In sports in general, I don't think this is an NBA exclusive thing. There's been plenty of examples of guys who have left their teams and gone on to do other things. Or on the flip side of that, I mean, look at the Babe Ruth trade and the and the loyalty that was supposed to be there and like the the the, the entire you know. There, I mean, dude, it was essentially a ghost that existed because that guy got traded. So I mean, to expect loyalty in pro sports and to take it personally. I grow up. I mean, honestly. A little bit, yeah. So I'm hearing there are there may be some reports that, honestly, Kyrie Irving may be coming back to the Cavs because there's concerns that Isaiah Thomas will not pass his physical. Apparently, he there was a hip injury that happened, yeah. and it's been wildly underreported, well, and now they're saying there's concerns he won't clear the physical. That's why he didn't play in most of the Eastern Conference Finals this year is because of that hip injury. I remember he played game one, and I think he missed the next you know three or four games or however many that series went. Um uh, yes, if he does not clear, you know, if he does not clear waivers by a Cavalier team doctor, then they're going to, you, you, then the contract and the, the trade becomes null and void. Like you does can't all of the trade, then? all of everything. So it's, Jay Crowder goes back, everybody, and then we the just pick, start back at square zero. You're back down to zero at that point because I mean, why would the Cavaliers? If you don't get Isaiah Thomas in that mix, what are you Jay, doing? It Jay for? Crowder and 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 that pick aren't enough, so you would go back to zero at that point. But the thing is, is, is you're talking about a Cavaliers team doctor. So if the Cavs want him enough and have faith in that system, they're, they're going to push it through. And be like, Doc, tell tell him that he's fine. And I don't. I mean, you know, I have no perspective on Isaiah Thomas's hip right I, now. I don't know, but he is. And not an old player in the NBA. I think he's 27, 28, something like that. So that and a bad hip and like, well, how long? I mean, it's been a while that he's been in the recovery. So like if if, if there is true concern there, then I do want the Cavaliers to really think about that. And if how awkward would it be if Kyrie Irving had to come back and had to come back and had to come to training camp and, and had, had to, to play? play. I mean, how awkward would that be now? I know LeBron has like done the right thing and said the right thing and, and you know and said, Hey, don't you know, don't knock the kid. He's doing what he but behind closed doors, you know he's upset about it, at least on a little bit of a personal oh, level. Because there's a personal relationship sure. there. It's not like LeBron's a fan who's like, Oh, dude, F Kyrie. I mean, no, like, he's no, upset because right. the, the second best point guard in the league is like saying, Get me away from here. So yeah, no, it's a personal thing for him. It's uh you know, that's very strange. A lot of other rumors coming out about the Cavaliers right now. I guess Carmelo is really re- considering his his thoughts about whether he wanted to play in Houston or Cleveland. Um, I, there's been talks about Dwayne Wade and his buyout happening, um, and and I've heard a little bit more about... Dwayne Wade's going to be a Cav, right? Uh, it feels likely. It feels, feels, feels like that's what we're heading It feels for. to me like Carmelo's going to be a Cavalier, too. I think both those guys get their contracts bought out, and both those guys signed for the league minimum this year. Um, I've also heard about wow. a, 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 a shump uh, Channing Fry and that Brooklyn pick uh, all being traded for DeMarcus Cousins, which I think would be do it. All right. I, see, I worry about Boogie Cousins. I, I, he's got all the talent in the world. 
but he seems a little apathetic, and he seems, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't seem to me like a guy that it will have the mentality LeBron's going to want. Uh, I think you could have said the same thing about JR. I was going to, yeah, he did turn JR around. And I think, I think that. But how many times can you go back to the well? I, I feel like LeBron, LeBron knows where that water is, and he's able to pull it out of the earth. But really, I mean, what this boils down to is swing the bat, dude. Don't sit there and think, oh, well, you know, we've made enough moves. No, you no, haven't. No, you haven't. No, no. you haven't. Keep I agree. Adding. And keep doing stuff. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. There's a guy named Matt in Canton South who is furious with me over something I said this morning. So we will uh, we will read you his uh, his hate mail at 8:45. We'll get into that. Also, 9 o'clock, win your way out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival, and I want to make you aware of this as well. Tomorrow night, you'll be able to join me in Kent, as from 8 to 9, I'll be at Ray's Place, and then from 9 to 10, you'll be able to find me at the 157 Lounge. That's all part of Miller Lite's End of Summer Bash. And it felt like the end of summer this morning when I walked out of my house. It was freezing cold. Uh, well, dude, you got one more night to kind of get it in. And, uh, dude, I'm telling you right now, I feel like Stansberry, you're going to have a good time out there. I've always had a good time at Ray's Place. I've always Man. loved that place. So, I've, and this will be my first time ever at the 157 Lounge. I'm actually looking forward to that, too. I don't, I don't know what to expect. I've never been there. So, we know that tomorrow night is also when Mayweather-McGregor fight. The bodies. And... There's now all this stuff coming out now that ring-sized physicians say that they don't feel like Conor McGregor is safe fighting Mayweather. And I'll ask this question. Who's safe getting punched in the face? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so was it safe when Nate Diaz bloodied his face up? I mean, come on, right? And people... Now, I understand McGregor's not a boxer. And Mayweather is one of the most skilled boxers ever. But Conor's a fighter. Like, he knows how to put his hands in front of his face. Like, dude, if you went in the ring with with Mayweather, yes. you're not trained to protect your face well enough. But, That's unsafe, correct. But Connor, I mean, even though it's not boxing, there, I mean, there, there's defensive measuring in what he does. Like, now, I think McGregor's going to get worked. I do. And that's why you see this report is everybody thinks that. And people right Except now. Except for people betting. Well. Like all the. But again, the rule on Vegas is whatever the audience is betting on, bet the other way because they don't know what they're doing. And right. And that's, that's, I mean, that's the way you can make money. Make is money. By, is, by, right. is by betting against the grain there. But as far as like, well, doctors are saying it's going to be potentially unsafe. It's because people are like, dude, this fight's going to suck. I'm not going to pay money for this unless, oh my God, dude, is Conor McGregor going to get killed in the right. ring? Is I he going to die? I think that's why the physicians were told to do this. Is like, oh, if it's going to be a bloody mess, now I do want to see it. But like, that's not what Floyd does. Like, Floyd doesn't bloody you up. He, 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 he's a technician. I don't, and they're both predicting knockouts. I don't think anybody gets knocked out here. Um, I mean, I definitely think that in an average boxing match, yes, that's not necessarily Floyd's uh, M.O. Um, knockouts or, you But know, blood in the water because it's not a fighter, so go after him. Blood in the water, a ton of talk that's gone into this. He knows that, like, I mean, this isn't going to define his career one way or the other, but, like, he's got the most to lose. He if does. It, see, that's been debated a lot lately. Like, who has more to lose, UFC or boxing or McGregor or Mayweather? I mean, he's 49-0. and 0. 
Now, a lot of people don't have respect for the perfect record because he ducked guys in his career and didn't fight guys until it was too late and stuff like that. But that's all boxers. I think if I if I went through anybody's history, I'd be able to find a couple of instances of that. Oh, and I think any athlete has to face that. Yeah. LeBron plays in the era that he plays in now, or you know, just, no I mean, hand checking, like right. yeah, all this other stuff. Yeah, you're right. You can only, I mean, you can only beat the people that are in front of you. You can, I mean, and dude, forty nine and zero. I think he was all right. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, no matter what the scheduling was or this and that, you you still had to beat forty nine guys. You know what I mean? To do that. I just, you know, this whole, uh, everything they're doing right now, like the, the like the smaller gloves, is it safe? And, uh, you know, we're surprised this got sanctioned. I think it's all to build interest. Because I think a lot of people are under the the reality that it's like, maybe there's going to win. Like, there's no drama in it. And so I think this is forced drama being put into this. I, I you know, I've, I've gone back and forth on this of like, well, is this going to be a good fight or not? Does McGregor have a chance to win? And people are like, dude, he's got a puncher's chance to win. And I normally would agree with that. In an MMA fight, dude, you know, you, you can hit somebody the right way and get them knocked out. But, dude, honestly, Floyd Mayweather, not known as the greatest puncher of all time, known as one of the greatest defenders of boxers all time. Boxers don't hit him. Right. Like, boxers <laughs> don't hit him. But that's because of the way Floyd fights. If you're right, Fantone, and he comes out and he fights a different style and he goes after McGregor, he may leave himself open. And here's the thing about Connor. He can knock you out. Like, there's no, I mean, the guy punches hard enough to do it for sure. Will it happen? I don't believe so. But if Floyd goes in there, and did you see this now? He's like, his whole week of training has been at head, like his strip club that he owns. And like, you know, he's been seen like eating fast food and like not taking the training seriously. And dude, you're 41 years old. And if you're not training seriously and you got a 29 year old guy, anything can happen. All that goes back to we're building drama. We're building drama. Yeah, you're dude, probably. Floyd, right. Floyd's not, he's not taking him serious. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Okay. They're saying it's expected to, uh, to break viewing records. And I would agree that I think people are very interested to see it at home. I'm not sure it's the kind of fight you want to get on a plane and fly to Vegas and go spend all that money to go be there live. I know LeBron is. Of course. You know, one of our listeners has responded back to me. He's like, you know what tomorrow is also? It's when the Browns go 3-0. and Want to guess who that was, buddy? I think we all know who that was. But they might. Possible. They might, although Tampa Bay's got a pretty good squad. I mean, have you been watching Hard Knocks? I mean, dude, they, I mean, I know it's Hard Knocks and they kind of make it look that way, but I mean, it'll be a good test for Deshaun Kaiser, I feel like. And I think I saw that all starters will be playing the entire first half minimum. So oh. good, I mean, good, 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 good place to go cut your teeth, bro. Against Tampa, yeah. go do it. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. A guy in Canton South, furious with me over something I said this morning. We'll tell you what his issue is next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. You're about 15 minutes away from getting hooked up with another trip out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's going down September 22nd and the 23rd. We'll give you your next keyword, 9 o'clock, and you'll see Coldplay, The weekend, DJ Khaled, Miley Cyrus, Kings of Leon, Big Sean, bunch of others. So stick around. Win your way out to Las Vegas at 9 o'clock. Miss that opportunity. Teresa will have another one for you at 11. I, uh, Fantone and I both have been in the radio business a long time. So I have taken my fair share of you suck emails or I was really offended because you said this emails. And uh, they're all warranted. 
Uh, as I was pointing out earlier this morning, it's not my show. It's yours. I'm just the guy who gets paid to host it for you. And, um, and I believe that. And I've always tried to operate every room I've ever worked in from that manner. Because I believe that's a good way to stay cognizant of what the, what's important and to make sure I'm always in the room and always being the guy being paid to do it. So we were talking about a Kmart closure in Maslin. And Matt from Canton South heard us say a couple of things. And after reading through this, he's combining something I said with something Fantone said. Which is okay because he's taking issue with something that's said on the show and it doesn't matter which one of us had said it. But he said, I was driving to work today listening to the Stansberry show and I took offense to what one of the gentlemen said in regards to a decision to close the Maslin Kmart. A comment was made by your host that he thought Kmarts were only in Canton South. He said this because Kmarts are shady and I believe that's where you come into play there, Fanto. Strongly implying that my community is shady. Your host offered a weak disclaimer that the listeners should excuse my prejudice... And he says, prejudice is rooted in ignorance. If your host knew anything about the Canton South, Canton Township community, he would understand that it is built on hardworking families that take pride in what we have. Literally, I'll pause right here. That could be said about every community in America. I'm the, we're the only blue-collar community! That's what every community would say about itself. And here's the thing is like, okay, that's all valid in the sense of like, yeah, dude, Canton South. And that's why they would put a Kmart there. Blue-collar community, hardworking, yeah, right. I mean, okay. He says, we're not Jackson or North Canton, but none of us want to be. Well, that's a lie. A lot of you want to be. Now, maybe not you, but a lot of you want to be. Time out. Neither one of us are Jackson or North Canton either, just right. so you know. Yeah, I don't, dude, I can't live in Jackson. I know uh, I know you probably get a lot of petty emails and this one may be not any different but and I've never sent an email voicing complaints on anything but my pride in my community made me feel the need to drop this quick note thanks now I will give this guy credit for being able to hear something he didn't love and not going low blow right because that's what a lot of people would do and right. that's one of the reasons why I wanted to address it because again I am not opposed to criticism of the product that's the only way it's going to get any better is by people telling me what they like and what they don't like but I do like the fact that he was able to remain measured in his displeasure with something that he heard and again what I, I will reiterate what I had said and again I'm gonna have to pair I didn't go back and listen to it during the break but I believe what I had said is you'll have to excuse my prejudice here I just assumed the Kmart would be in Canton south because you had said there's one in north canton and i was like well that seems like a weird location for it yeah that's all i don't like i don't understand this there's always like cities in a community that everybody kind of like will bag on a little bit right like when i worked in cleveland it was like you bagged on parma because that's like parma was and parma was the biggest like city contributing to the metro for the ratings and you would bag on parma because everybody bags on, it's like barberton down here it's like everybody bags on barberton alliance youngstown i mean it's not it's not like it's not like we're like yo we're so anti canton south I mean, I mean i think and again i feel as if like our records and our actions will show that we believe very strongly in the whole canton community and we both kind of stay active in it and try to improve it every chance we get but if we're getting to the place where i can't bust your balls Right. Uh, yes. I then mean, rock radio is not for you. It's just not. Um. And I, I, I like how he even kind of alludes to what the point we were making there is. Well, we're not Canton. Or we're not. We're not North Canton. We're not Jackson. Right. That was you're, the point of what we were saying. You're acknowledging that difference then, and by us drawing attention to it and kind of like bringing it up. If you, if, if that was, you know, it's true, and that's why it hurt your feelings. Right. I live in the south side of downtown, bro. Like I'm not like sitting on in my ivory tower looking down at you for where you live. 
I probably can't afford your house, dude. Probably. I mean, that's probably <laughs> true. You know what I mean? I live in a one-bedroom apartment in the hood of downtown. And, and, and by, by him saying, by him saying, and none of us want to be, you know, North Canton or Jackson. You so there are, are you crapping on North Canton? Then should oh. we bring should we bring this whole thing to you, oh. Matt? All oh, dude, people in oh. North Canton they have pride. Hoover pride up there, dude. It's the Vikings up there. The polar bears. They're proud of who they are. Come on, man. Sheesh. Come on, Sheesh. man. Listen, and dude, Canton South doesn't suck, man. I go down to Canton South somewhat frequently, and I know I they're built, down there all the time. They're building that new high school, which looks absolutely phenomenal. I know there's a lot of wildcat pride out there, and like, good, good guys. That's the way you should be. I have no problem with that. Don't bring it to us, though. Like we we came down there and like set fire to the set fire to Canton South. There's a very different thing between the joke we made and going, ew, who would live there. Like, there's a very different thing. Do you know who eats that? Remember that? <laughs> Little inside joke just there for Fantone. <laughs> I wish we could tell you that story, but there's a, a guy in here that works with us that almost got in a lot of trouble for something he had said once about a community. But I uh, I apologize if any of you were offended. And Uh-oh. if any of you want to sell me your house in Canton South for a lot less money than what I should have to pay for it, I'll, tell, I'll, do, I'll move there today. Our good buddies over at WaitingForNextYear.com have compiled the list of the best quarterbacks drafted by the Browns since 1999. They give you like the top 10 of it, and we'll give it to you next on Rock 106.9. Scansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Scansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Teresa has your next opportunity at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Check her out at 11 o'clock this morning. She'll give you your next keyword. Our good buddies over at WaitingForNextYear.com, we have Scott, who joins us every Monday at 8, have compiled the list, they say here, ranking every drafted quarterback by the Browns since 1999. This was written by Michael Bode, and you can find it linked at our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash Show. Coming in at number 9, Fantone, was Spurgeon Wynn, who I completely forgot about. I remember Spurgeon. Spurgeon went 0 for 1, 22 for 54. A 40.7 completion percentage, 167 yards, no touchdowns, and a 41.2 quarterback rating. Jeez, dude. Not good. QBR is not the be-all, end-all, but it's something. You got to look at it. Yeah, and geez, that's bad. Yeah, that's not good. Coming in at number eight was Luke McCown. Went Luke. O- went 0 for 4, 48 for 98 at 49% completion percentage. That's pretty low for an NFL quarterback. 608 yards. Seven interceptions and a 52.6 QB rating. When was Luke McCown? I'm trying to put that in the like in the timetable. Did they give you years that he was active? Uh, or I'm looking at that right now, and I don't see it. Okay, McCown was another quarterback taken from a smaller school who the Browns gave up after a single season of uninspiring play as the backup quarterback. No, it does not. Luke McCown still playing in the NFL up to 2015. Jeez. Brother of Josh McCown? I did not know that. Oh, yeah, the McCown brothers. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number seven was Johnny Manziel. Johnny. And again, I was out there early telling you that this kid had problems and he would never be an NFL quarterback, and I was considered to be a hater. And I always tell you, no, I'm just accurate. Manziel won two for six, 147 for 258 at 57%. Just under 1,700 yards, seven TDs, seven interceptions. He did have a 74.4 quarterback rating. 
sad to say that that's not the worst thing that happened to the Cleveland Browns. No. I mean, you would think that Manziel would have been like, all right, that's it. But. Here's the thing. I think if Manziel was dedicated to the game, he could have been better than what he ended up being. I still think defensive coordinators were going to be able to figure out a small quarterback with an unimpressive arm, and he was going to end up flailing out anyway. But he could have stayed longer had he been dedicated. If he would have dedicated himself to the role that he really was meant for, which is a backup quarterback, I think he could have made himself a journeyman career. I think he could have been um, Colt McCoy in the sense of like, all right, I'm never the guy. Mark but I, Sanchez. But I'm still holding a clipboard and I'm still getting paid millions of dollars. Making so a lot of money. Good enough for me. And by the way, Luke McCown, 04 is when he was drafted. Nice. We're uh, running down this list of the best, well, like ranking the, 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 yeah, there is no best. Ranking the quarterbacks the Browns have drafted since 99. This is uh, found for us by uh, waitingfornextyear.com. Number six was Brady Quinn. He went four for 16. Again, I was against the Brady Quinn thing. One, uh, 184 for 353, 52.1%. Threw for just under 2,000 yards, 10 TDs, 9 interceptions, 66.8 QB rating. Yeah, I, I never I never bought into the Brady thing, either. the um, Brady Quinn thing either. I, it was it was 07, and I don't think I necessarily fully supported it. I think it was just one of those things where it was like, well, you got to take a swing. So, I mean, not the worst quarterback there. Charlie Fry comes in at number five. Chuck. Seven for 16. He went 354 for 567. These are attempts. 62.4%. Just under 4,000 yards. 14 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. I remember when this whole thing happened and when they drafted him. I remember staying on the air then, and I worked at the flagship station for the Cleveland Browns when I said this. The quarterback position at the Browns is terrible. You're not going to fix it by going 20 minutes down the road. Yeah, the like, pride of Akron. Everybody like, was excited about that. But come on. You got to know better. You remember those McDonald's commercials? And yeah, they were like, bad. Oh, yeah, you can get a Charlie Fry here. <laughs> okay. Number four is Brandon Whedon. She went five for 15 in games. 438 for 784 at uh, attempts there. fifty-nine or 55.9%. 23 touchdowns, 26 interceptions with a 72% uh, you know, QB rating. If, if, if there has ever been an indicator of the sadness of the Cleveland Browns that Brandon Whedon is in the top half of the quarterbacks drafted, that's terrible, dude. Terrible. I mean, Brandon Whedon sucks, dude. That guy was the worst. Yeah, he was pretty bad. Number three, ranking quarterbacks since 99 drafted by the Browns, Cody Kessler. Even though he went 0 for 8 in games. 128 for 195. (laughs) 65.6%. Just under 1,400 yards, 6 TDs, 2 interceptions, and a 92.3 quarterback rating. Jeez. And number two, Colt McCoy. Okay. Went 7 for 18 in games. 409 for 702 attempts. Just under 4,400 yards, 21 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, and a 74.8% quarterback rating. I never hated Colt McCoy. I always just felt like he was in a losing situation. There was no way for him to do to win there. A little undersized, I think. Yeah. And and probably yeah. wasn't. Yeah, he it, it, Well, look, he played pretty good in those Washington games. I don't know where he is now. I don't think he's still with the Redskins, but like he had played a couple he had played decently in some of those Washington games. But I think he was just a little undersized for the NFL game. A little undersized and on a really, really, really crappy team. I think the Browns were in dark, dark days in the Colt McCoy era. And, I mean, not that they've gotten out of it. Um, but he's still on the Redskins. Is he? Okay. Oh. I wasn't sure about that. Would you like to venture a guess as to who the number one quarterback drafted since 99 is? I don't even have to guess because we haven't talked about him yet. I know exactly who it is. Should be easy. Yeah. It's Tim Couch. Number two right there. 
Went 22 for 37 in games. Went uh, 1,025 for 1714 for attempts. Just under 12,000 yards, 64 touchdowns, 67 interceptions with a 75.1 quarterback rating. He had uh, 6.5 yards per attempt and an 8.8 sack percentage. I wonder if my mom still has my Colt McCoy or my, my Tim Couch jersey. We ruined Tim Couch. I wonder. We did ruin Tim Couch. Like, there's there's no doubt. Like, you can actually, Jacksonville's dealing with this right now where Blake Bortles, his confidence is just shot. Oh, yeah. Like, because the, dude, the situation was just too bad. He's been hit too many times, and like, he, he, like, now leans into his throws and like all this stuff. Like, he doesn't have it. And I think a little bit of this happened with Tim Couch where he just, like, we just brutalized his confidence because the team was abysmal. Well, and, and you, you had such high expectations, too, of like, all right, this guy's going to be the savior. This guy's going to, re, you know, revitalize the, the, the brand. And everyone's gonna, you know, be on the Browns bandwagon again. Um, and those were just unbelievably high expectations for a dude that was coming out of college. And you put him behind a line that was essentially like three folding chairs and half of an NFL player. What did you expect to happen? The fact that he was able to put up, and that's not that those numbers are like super impressive or anything, but the fact that he was able to put up, I don't know, like a decent career uh, five years he probably had in the NFL. Didn't he like, bang Heather Kozar? Oh, like, yeah. Isn't, like, isn't, I mean, dude, did, I feel like Tim Couch did it right for I himself. I don't feel too bad for him. I mean, right. millions of dollars banging a Playboy Playmate. She but, was so hot. But nonetheless, I mean, honestly, if any other franchise would have had the number one pick that year, how different would that guy's career have been? Can who you knows? do me a solid real quick before we head to this break? Look up who they passed on to take Tim Couch. Like, what were the other quarterbacks in that draft? I can't remember. I'm interested to find that out because I, what I'm looking for, Fantone, is was there a guy maybe who could have overcome the situation and Tim Couch couldn't? All right. First pick in the uh, 1999 NFL draft, Tim yeah. Couch coming from Kentucky. Number yep. two, Donovan McNabb went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Number three, Akili Smith went to uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Bust. You got Edron James. You've got Ricky Williams. You've got Torrey Holt. You got Champ Bailey. I mean, so there were some great players. Dante Culpepper. Ah, uh, Dante was pretty good for a little while too. Now, hindsight being twenty twenty, don't you kind of want Donovan McNabb? I mean, especially given the given the team he had then, because it, there was mobility there that Tim Couch didn't have. So if your line's not great, like look at Seattle, their line's not great, and so Russell Wilson being mobile helps them. Now he's also a pretty accurate thrower, and he's got some other things going on. He's had running games since being there. Their defense has kept him in games, and that was not going to be true with the Cleveland Browns. But looking back on it, Donovan may have lasted a little bit more because of the mobility. It's crazy to think. I mean, the top three picks in '99 went to quarterbacks: Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, Akili Smith, and like I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's hard enough to find a quarterback now, but the top three picks, like, that really shows, like, that must have been a deep draft. And Dante Culpepper didn't get picked until number 11. Like, jeez. He ended up having a pretty good run there for a little while. Now, granted, he was throwing the ball to Randy Moss, so, I mean, I think I could be good doing that, but, jeez. Yeah, hindsight being 2020, I would have liked to have had, uh, I would have liked to have had Donovan McNabb. I always felt like he was a little bit better than he got credit for. Not great. You know what I mean? Not transformative. But on the top end of serviceable, for sure. We have more Sansbury Show for you, and you'll get it next on Rock 106.9. Here's show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Teresa has your next opportunity at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Get hooked up at 11 o'clock. 
Join me tomorrow night as I'll be in Kent from 8 to 9 at Ray's Place and then again from 9 to 10 at 157 Lounge. Part of Miller Lite's End of Summer Bash. Bet you Kent's going to be lit tomorrow, dude. That's what the college kids say, by the way. If you need any vernacular, I can help you out. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. I'll be at Ray's Place to start and then 9 to 10, 157 Lounge. So... As I'm in an argument on Twitter about the protesting that's happening in the NFL, and again, I want to reiterate my point. I don't mind if they protest, but you got to understand this is what's going to happen. Like, people are going to bitch. Like, you just got to know that. And I'm being told that they're using their platform. That field is not their platform to discuss what they think. That, that field is their platform to catch passes. It's not their job to protest. Like, somebody said to me, you know, well, you know, it's not their job to worry about how people perceive what they're doing. It's not their job to protest either. It's their job to catch passes. The problem here is the NFL has allowed them this platform. And I, I, I just Ag- like, agreed. Just like any other, just like any other business, you can run your business how you see fit. Exactly. If- I'm not mad at the NFL. I'm not mad at the players. I'm mad at the NFL. Honestly, Are you? Yeah, well, I mean, if there's any way to end this, if there's any way to put a put a put a cap on this, they can't now. Well, it's they're too late. racist if they do it, bro. It, it's, I mean, it's too late at this point. If they and, put him back in the locker room during the anthem, it's like, see, racist ass NFL won't hire Colin Kaepernick. Doesn't want these guys protesting. It's like they're they're in a no win situation now. You had to cut this off at the pass way before now, and they put themselves in this situation. They really did. They did. So it's like they I, did. I mean, the it, NBA I doesn't allow this. Stuff. I can't get mad. I can't get mad at people. Who who are exercising their right because, well, like I've said before, there's no law being broken. There's no rules being broken. You put yourself in this situation. If my boss says, yeah, dude, go ahead and, you know, spout off on your political opinions all you want. Well, then, like, you know, it's on you, the boss, you, the employer, to have to have to have stopped this. This guy's also telling me there's been plenty of conversations about the injustice since the follow up of this. No, there has not. I do this every day for a living. I search for this kind of stories. Nobody is having in-depth conversations about police brutality in this country after these protests. It's not happening. You turn on the TV, you turn on shows like this one, and what are we talking about? Whether or not they should be allowed to protest. This is not moving the discussion down the field, which is why it annoys me. Because I believe Colin Kaepernick did start to expose real problems this country does have. But nothing is happening since. Can you now look? Fantone's going to Google, and that proves my goddamn point. He has to go look for it. That's not top of mind. And yet, what is top of mind? The Browns, what just happened? The players in Seattle, you can list their names, but you can't. You have to go look for the evidence that conversations are being had, which proves my point. They're not really being had. And I'm sick and tired of dealing with it because they're not moving the narrative. And then when they are cornered, when they are asked, it's broad stroked injustice. Oppression. Okay, cool, bro. Hyper-define it for me. And they never can. $800,000 Colin Kaepernick has donated at this which point. Which is great. Has started a, a an organization which works with people who are getting out of prison to re, you know, reassociate them into into the you know the world. Um, and is started an organization that teaches young people their rights when dealing with you know officers of the law and stuff. So I know what you're saying, and I just there has been mo- movement on stuff. I guess if you don't feel like it's been enough, then it's not enough. Nobody's talking about when I turn on ESPN. Nobody, which is the company that's all in trouble now for being leftist. They're not talking about the problems. They're talking about the athletes. That's it. No real conversations being had. None of it. Is some money being raised? Great. And money is action. So I'll take it. 
But let's not pretend that the social problems we have in this country have been made better because of what the athletes are doing, because they haven't. We, they haven't. Again, you have to Google it. You have to look for it, which means I'm right. If it, it, dude, if it was really happening, we would be bombarded with it, and you would know it, and we'd be able to list it. But no, you can list Michael Bennett. You can list Seth Devolve. You can list Colin Kaepernick because that's the conversation. I'm right. There's no denying that I'm right. It's the facts of it. And I'm getting tired of being told that I'm wrong about this because I'm right about it. Because this is what America does. We don't have the, we don't have the mentality or the intelligence to get into the real issue. So we fight about the sideshow because that's what our two-second attention span can cover. Nothing is being done to better any of this. And that's the shame of all of it. Because they were and are trying to expose a light on a very real issue. I want you to understand that I believe that there is racial inequality between white and black people in this country. I think if you deny that, either you're crazy or you just don't want to come off of it. There is, of course, racial inequality in this country. But taking a knee on a football field isn't changing it. I want to change it. Let's find the system that will. Or let's start putting pressure on ESPN and all these other news outlets to get into the real thing. If ESPN wants to get into the muck with politics, then really do it. Don't pretend you're doing it for social media retweets and fake-ass likes. Really do it. Really do it. But again here, I have an article from ESPN Sage Steele, who is now going to take over the morning edition of... I believe it's Sports Center. And she says, look, man, people don't come to us for this. They don't want this. They don't come to ESPN for Charlottesville. They don't. They want to know about sports. And I'm surprised ESPN's letting her do. First of all, she went on Dan Patrick's show to say this, a guy who hates ESPN, and then said this. I can't believe they're still going to put her on the show. I actually respect ESPN a little bit for that. But she's saying, we don't do this. This isn't what we're supposed to be doing. Leave that to MSNBC and Fox Sports and everything else like that. I believe in a player's right to protest. All I have been saying since the, the beginning is, this protest isn't doing what I'm being told it is. It's not doing it. And like I said, if you have to Google for proof that I'm wrong, that proves I'm right. Otherwise, it would all be top of mind. But guess what? It isn't. Because Americans don't have the wherewithal to do that, to get down in the muck, to really look through facts, figures, and numbers. We don't have it in us. This is who we are. We have three seconds attention spans, and we worry about coin flips and guys kneeling and stuff like that. No in-depth conversations between the two situations are actually happening. It's not going down. If you have to look for it, it proves I'm right. We'll close out the program. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Don't give a flying hell, Billy. Kick the dust up. Hey, hey, hey. Kaiser Blitz coming. Airs it out. Touchdown. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women. You wanna battle these? You 
better have endurance Before you crash, man, get that general insurance There's a dirty little secret I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her But he gotta eat the booty like groceries You gonna die doing this dumb ass Yeah, f***ing fool Open your mouth so I can give you this milk Open your f***ing mouth, man I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby The truth of the matter is you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? Perez squares. He bunts it back toward the mound. Picked by the first baseman. Double clutch. Throw gets away from Devers. Here comes Geyer with a winning run. Tribe wins it on a walk-off bunt and throwing error. I got some mighty dog food, some kind of s***. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my god, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids everywhere. I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Shut the up. Shut your I think this was another step in the process for Deshaun. I think um, he's trending in the right direction uh, with our offensive football team. So I thought, hey, let's let's give him a chance to go play. And agreed. They are going to give him a chance to play. I believe he's uh, going to play tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as uh, your Browns look to improve their preseason record to 3-0, which I would be happy to see. Um, I've been very critical of the Browns. Um, and by critical, I mean accurately looking at the TV for 10 years and, and knowing what's happening, which is not much. But I will say that, and now it's just preseason, so you can't get too worked up about it. But I feel like Greg Williams has reinvigorated that defense. They seem to swarm to the ball. They seem to be fast, want to hit hard. And I think you need that. And, and I think that's going to be beneficial. And if Deshaun Kaiser ends up being a little bit more than what people thought he could be, when you got, what is it, two good solid running backs, you have a good tight end in David Njoku, the, the line's improved. Like, this thing may end up better this year than what I had been previously saying. Now, Vegas has the win loss at four and a half. And I feel like that half a game is what makes it a sucker bet. I would bet the under on four and a half. At four, I like it. But at four and a half, I feel like it's a sucker bet. Not much of a bar to get over there when we're talking about one win last year. Um,. It'll be interesting to see, but yes, it is preseason, and it'll be interesting to see really what happens when Deshaun Kaiser gets punched in the mouth for four consecutive weeks in the actual NFL. Can you still get back up right. in it and feel as if you have it and command those guys to, to you know to go downfield? That when, will be interesting. When James Harrison rips your head off in week one, how you respond from that is really going to be the telling tale there. Yeah. It's... um. I, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I feel like um, the season may be a little bit better than what I had uh, than what I had previously been stating. I think there are there are signs of life, and this is I've been telling people this now for a few weeks. This is the most important time for the Browns to get good. If you look at our division, it's ripe for the taking. Roethlisberger's getting old, man, and I don't know what Pittsburgh's plan at, qu- at quarterback is when he's gone because they don't seem to have one on their roster right now that's going to like fill the hole of Big Ben. Andy Dalton's serviceable, but he's just Andy Dalton. And Joe Flacco, even though he's got a, you know the Super Bowls or whatever, like I, he he doesn't inf- install fear into the hearts of defenses. 
So if you start to turn this thing around now, this division could be ours. There's a lot to be positive about here if we continue to build and do what we need to do. And uh, I'm hoping we'll be able to do that. So I think that they... I'm going to say, you know what? Browns improved to 3-0 in the preseason tomorrow night. There you go on that. And uh, the other big thing happening tomorrow night is McGregor, Mayweather. I feel like Mayweather wins. Where are you at on that, Phantom? 100% Mayweather Mayweather wins. wins. Not even close. I would agree. Join me tomorrow night in Kent as I will be at Ray's Place from 8 to 9. And then again, I'll be at the 157 Lounge from 9 to 10. That all happens tomorrow night with Rock 106.9 and Miller Lite. Aside from that, we're done for the week, thank God, because apparently I'm angry and been yelling too much. I've been taking a lot of emails where people worried about my heart. Uh, so I, I apologize for that. I just feel passionately, and when people refuse to admit facts, it makes me absolutely crazy. And so I apologize if I screamed in your ear a little bit too much. We'll talk to you guys again Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great uh, it's weekend, right? Yeah, weekend. Yeah, weekend. There, there we go. See you. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto Family. It was about five months ago I bought a car from Wakeham and I cannot speak highly enough about them. They found me exactly what I wanted and well within my price range and were able to get me financed even though my credit, not the best. I've made some poor financial decisions and they were able to still get me financed. Right now.